Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. sporadic having had my friday morning all scheduled out we were going to do stephen dow at 8 a.m and matt the lumberjack at nine both of them are not feeling particularly well this morning so uh, i set up a impromptu 9 a.m interview but i had an hour open i'm already here at the office so i thought what a better thing to do than to talk to all of you I actually don't know because this is not scheduled if it's going to be well attended or not, but I thought we'd come in, we'd have a conversation. If it lasts 10 minutes, it lasts 10 minutes. If it goes an hour, it goes an hour. Uh, So a couple of things that I think are important. Hey, Jeffrey, how are you? Thanks for joining. Um, New home sales. Wow. New home sales this morning. Kind of a kind of a number out of left field, right? These are these are new home sales that closed in May. Uh, you know, beat by beat expectations by 20% uh, after a huge miss last quarter. Um, you know, there was a lot, lot of, a uh, lot of thought that housing would continue to surprise to the downside, and a lot of pe- a lot of folks were probably hoping for, maybe even counting on, a negative number, meaning a negative surprise. That would have been more information, more data for the, hey, Fed pivot, you're killing the economy. As Elizabeth Warren said, you're running the economy off a cliff. If housing would have, new home sales would have come in below expectations, that argument probably would have held water. I mean, it would have made logical sense, right? Two points make a trend. Trend was clearly negative. Housing is somewhere between 13 and 17% of GDP with a lot of that being new homes. But alas, they went up. They surprised to the upside, and they had a correction to last month, kind of plus thirty thousand. So, the housing market is slowing down. Again, transactions, as I keep keep high, you know, keep highlighting, are falling. And I guess where I differ with a lot of folks is I believe falling transactions are important. I believe falling transactions will lead to job losses. See Redfin. See. Um, other, uh, con- I forget the other one, other real estate companies laying off. Title companies could be next. Mortgage brokers clearly hurt. But this could go to inspectors, appraisers, contractors. If you were ever looking to get some work done on your home, I bet they're going to be a lot less busy in 60 days. The housing market is not as quick to react. It's a lot slower. So I expect pain to last quite a while. I thought my interview with uh, Brian Lebo I think that was third, no, Wednesday. Wednesday was very informative. Think about this, right? Las Vegas is a monster market, monster market. And um, kind of kind of, kind of, of the scariest, if I had to pick one stat that scared me, he kind, of, he kind of dropped it in. He was talking about the last nine weeks of growing inventory. 
I think the last week he said it went like up 407% or something like that. Or not 400, sorry, up 407 units, not 407%. That'd be bananas. Ooh, 407 units. And that was a 10% jump. Think about your housing market, not your buy box, but your like your city. What would happen if your city's inventory went up 10% in a week? It's kind of what I keep thinking about, right? I think the housing market, I think we have FOMO from sellers. I think any seller that was thinking about selling. And now what we have, I think, is we have sellers looking to time the market. Oh, let me get out. Let me get out now. The market's going to crash, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think we got a bunch of wish pricing. So it's going to be very interesting. I, uh, I'm i very confident that transactions will be down 30 to 50% this year. And... You know, I'm betting, I'm betting thousands of dollars on it. Um, you know, let me get something off my printer. One sec. Let me get off my printer. Hold on. Ugh. So again, one of the things I do on this channel is always share what I'm doing. So last week or the week before I had my team on, we talked about how we're going to use prop stream to market to sellers that have equity. Um, it didn't print as well as I wanted, but we got the final copy back. These are going to be postcards that go out. It's kind of off. It's, you don't see over here. I don't know why I printed all weird. Um, but here's the front of the postcard. We're basically key. I'm basically marketing to fear. I'm basically marketing to sellers who have fear of a housing crash. I'm not ashamed to do it. I don't think a housing crash is coming. But that doesn't mean I can't use it. And then on the back of the card, this is this is where the address goes, obviously. I'm marketing to seller financing. It says, why is seller financing a great deal? Lock in profits, maintain income, lower taxes, less headaches. Call me now and list the number of my team. So I'm not just a channel that talks and doesn't do anything. I'm trying to help Olivia and I's financial position keep, keep going in the positive direction. I'm going to use the fear in the market to my advantage. I'm not, I'm not shy about that. I'm going to market to a particular batch. I think based on memory, uh, we were doing one city as a test, like a pilot. I want to say there were almost 900 people going to get this mailer and we're going to hit them two or three times. Um, so again, this is what, these are things I'm doing. Uh, again, there was a comment that really annoyed me yesterday with, um, I think uh, Dion and Matt did a good job of calming me down. This is not a time to sit on the sidelines. This is a time to do the work, to learn your market. If you sit on the sidelines for, for a year and do nothing, I'm going to run laps around you. You're, you're going to be so, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So do the work. Join, join teams that encourage you because the, the, the headlines are going to get really negative really fast. You think the housing, you think the housing narrative is bad today? Just wait. I invested through a four-year period where there wasn't one positive headline and they got increasingly negative. That is coming again. I don't think it lasts four years this time, but it could last two years. So again, I'm spending thousands of dollars mailing to sellers who have equity. I am clearly pushing the big red button of housing crash. I'm positioning the 50-40-10, which we will go deep on tomorrow. Right, seller financing first with the lender, 40 in the seller, 10% down. And 
I'm going to get great deals. I'm going to get blended rates below 5% and possibly below 4, certainly below 5. And cash flow day one and 30-year money, man. All these channels preaching fear and don't do anything. This is time to get wealthy, folks. You get wealthy in bear markets. You get wealthy in recession. You get wealthy while all these idiots sit on the sideline and do nothing. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying just do any deal. I'm going to tell you right now, most deals suck. We're in the market of only doing great deals. My team and hopefully my followers don't do a single good deal this year. Good left the building. We did good deals last year because it was tough. Well, I believe buyers are going to have all the power very, very soon. We are only going to be doing great deals. I want you to do only great deals. But you can't do a great deal until you know average. That is what so many people miss. You don't wake up, roll out of bed because you got a little scratch in the bank and go, hey, I'm going to buy something. No, you're gambling. You're walking up to Vegas, picking red or black, throw your money on the table, see what happens. That's not, that's at least there you get a free room out of it probably. This is do the work. This is 90 days of daily discipline. This is a focused buy box. It's not distractions. It's getting around team members who encourage you. A lot of you. These ORAP rules that I have, a lot of you never get to rule number seven. Audit your personal network. Are they helping or hurting you? Some of your all personal networks suck. Just suck. Negative, partying, the world's, you know, everybody's out to get you. You can't get rich. The system's rigged. Come on. I talked to a ninth grade dropout who's a multimillionaire. I talked to a uh, single father of several kids um, who took has has um, responsibility for them, who had almost 90K in debt, made 17 bucks an hour. Talk to them. Talk to uh, somebody who had three kids, house hacked a fourplex after they sold their big home. Folks, it is right there. Stop listening to the narrative that is, is not possible. That is just hogwash. Whatever you believe, you believe, but man, it is crazy. So, all right, sorry for that little rant. Thank you for the 75 that joined, especially the 18 of you that hit thumbs up. Not that I'm counting. Let's go say hi to everybody. Hey, Jeffrey, how are you? William, good morning. Catherine, good morning. Marco, good morning. How are you? Gilbert, uh, Gilberto, sorry. Good morning. Romy, good morning. Oh, you're very welcome. I like what I do. I have fun. Warren is yes. Yeah. She's, she's in, she's, she's always good for a good quote. Uh, Niles, Mike, you once said three to four months ago that lending market will change and you were absolutely correct. Yes, I have, I have done, I've been doing this a while. Got told last minute from my bank, they were no longer honoring their commitment for a mortgage. Told you, man. Yeah. And unfortunately that is not it. I mean, things that you will likely see again, these are, my wild ass guesses. A, you're going to see the government push home ownership in owner ops. You are going to see them punish investors, second homes. And uh, what does that mean? More fees, higher rates. That is frankly going to push us investors to non-QM. The non-QM market is going to be very investor friendly and allow us to dominate going forward. Second, these uh, strategies like Burr, oh, over, done. 
I've already heard from many lenders that they used to do burrs at 75 or even 80% LTV. Many won't do them without a year of seasoning, not six months, a year. Some of them will do six months, but now we're at 65% LTV. One told me 60. That's frightening. Folks, do the work. This is, this is a market, in my opinion, where you don't get cute. You buy for cash flow day one. You lock in 30-year money. You stack your chips. And then in two, three, four, five, six, whenever it happens, when rates go down, you refi and you win. Oh, by the way, rents are up. I have a shirt and I'm staring at it right now. It says, I use inflation to get rich. So should you. I am not betting on rates. You will not see me get a five, seven, or 10 year arm. 30 year money, day one, must cash flow, day one, must negotiate. Frankly, as a buyer, I want to take the strategy that Matt, the mortgage guy, brought us where you get the seller to buy down rates. Man, if I get the seller to pay two or three points to buy down my rate, half to three quarters, I win. So, Man, the, the market that's coming to us as investors is going to be awesome. Um, Izzy Real, you're very welcome. Thank you for watching. Arts, you have been my go-to for daily news ever since I found the channel. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I um, We're trying. Springfield, George Gammon mentioned the Fed is only able to raise rates lower each time they go into rate hake cycle due to the massive debt as a country have, and it's only rising. Do you have any opinions on wait? So Springfield, that sounds like a comment, not a question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I don't, I don't really see a question in there. Um, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people, I don't know George's opinion. So this is not a George comment. This is a general comment. I think there's a lot of people that think the Fed is capped out at some rate. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, a lot of people do these calculations that like, oh, my God, if the Fed took rates to 4%, the, with all the debt we have, they can't, they can't pay the interest. That's just bad logic. The United States debt doesn't reset every day, right? If we took rates to 8%, New debt would be very expensive, but we'd have a lot of other debt at lower rates. Now, to be clear, we couldn't keep rates at 8% forever. That would be a disaster. But if we had to take rates to 8% for six months to kill inflation, that would not send the U.S. economy or that would not cause us to not be able to pay our debts. It would make new debts stupid expensive, but it doesn't automatically raise old debts. So I don't know that I buy that logic. I mean, I hear people say it all the time that the Fed can't go above 3% because of this or that. My ass, they can absolutely go above three. They can go above four. Shoot, they can go above five. Can they go to 20 like Paul Volcker? No, come on, they can't do that. Let's, let's, let's take Volcker numbers out. I don't even think they can go double digits. But could they get to 6% for a six-month period? Absolutely. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying could they? I believe if they had to, and it would be a disaster. It would be a disaster. But could the Fed take rates to 6% for six months, kill the economy, and then slash to three? Absolutely. That would not cause us not to pay our interest, in my opinion. Uh, do you have opinions on school districts versus yuppie areas, perhaps better stated, a younger market versus older family? Um, 
No, I don't really look at that data. That's not on any of my searches. I'm looking for middle of the road. Uh, I don't, you know, when you look at the Monopoly board, I'm like the Monopoly board, right? Go is here. I'm kind of over here, right? Uh, I'm certainly not, I'm certainly not here, right? Boardwalk, Park Place, all of that. Um, no, I look for safe areas um, where families want to be. It doesn't really have to be better school districts. Frankly, better school districts uh, generally mean for, in my experience, higher prices, but not really more rent. That's what I've seen. Uh, I would like to hear your pitch, get a seller with a big equity to take 40% second with pretty low interest rate. Uh, we can do that here and I'll do it tomorrow probably as well. So basically any conversation with the seller doesn't start with that, right? We have to get to know each other. We have to talk about it. But basically the pitch is, hey, um, I'll just use, I'll use an example of a million dollars. You know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, million dollars, you know, the market's changing. Uh, I have a lot of rentals here. Uh, you know, I have blah, blah, blah number. I've been doing this for 22 years. Uh, I'm not sure I could pay a million million dollars for your property, but there's actually a way I think we can do it. Uh, but you have to be willing to carry some paper, not all of it, right? I want to make sure you walk away with, with a big chunk of change, but I can't do a million bucks and and have you close today. If you want, if you want a cash number, I can offer 850. Right. If you want cash close today, you know, we I can get you 850. But if you want a million bucks, this is how we could do it. I'm going to go to a lender that I've already been pre-approved with and get a 50% loan. You're going to get that money. I'm then going to ask you to carry 40%. But you got to remember, I need to make sure that I cash flow your building. And unfortunately, given the raising rate environment, I have to pay seven and a half percent on half a million dollars. That is crazy. And again, this is why I can't pay you a million bucks in cash. I only can pay you 850. But given I have to pay seven and a half percent to get you half your money now, I'm going to need you to carry the 400 grand at 2%. Because I need my blended rate on this million dollars to be under 5%. I need to borrow 900 grand under 5%. And unfortunately, my 30 year money in first position. I can't do better than seven and a half. So I need you to step up. And again, remember, I'm giving you your price and I'm giving you what will ultimately be $600,000 today. And then Mr. Seller, your 400 grand will be secured as a note. You will be my lender. You will have full right to foreclose. Uh, I have a track record of millions of dollars in private money. I will give you a reference if you'd like to speak with them. Your money will be set up and paid electronically, automatically on the first of every month or the 31st, depending on how we agree. And oh, by the way, did you know this is going to save you a lot of taxes? Did you know that seller financing will be turned into an installment loan where you will only pay taxes on what you receive day one? So in this case, it's on the 50% and my 10%. That extra 400 grand, you're not paying taxes. You won't pay any taxes on that 400 grand until uh, you start collecting interest or you start collecting cash. Again, don't believe me. Please go talk to your CPA. Ask about what is called an installment loan. And then lastly, being a landlord sucks, especially in California. We had rent, rent, we have rent control now. We have a we have a king for our governor. We never know what's going on. 
And I know this because I have hundreds of units. I know how hard it is. That means what we're doing here is you're going to get uh, income every month with no headaches. So you are going to get your price of a million dollars. You're going to get 600 grand at closing. You are going to get a financial note of 400 grand at 2% interest with a 10-year balloon. You're going to have less headaches and pay less taxes. Here's my purchase agreement. Sign right here. Something like that, Peter. Uh, and again, that's probably, you know, you don't do that day one. You have to build a relationship. They have to trust you, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of setup that goes into that, but that's essentially the pitch. And it works. They're going to want to check with their lawyers or accountants or whatever, which they should because this is not financial advice, but they should check. Hey, Tamika, how are you? Good morning. Uh, 62 or better. Hi there. How are you? Mandy, good morning. How are you? Karen uh, Vargas, how are you? Doug, good morning. Where are the puppies? Oh, that's a good question. Hi, guys. You want to say hi? Okay, let's do Sunny first. Ah, there's Sunny. How you doing, buddy? Oh, happy coming. Hey, you're going in the other bed. Where are you going? And this is the girl, Happy. Oh, she tired. Can you say hi to everybody? Okay, go back to bed. There you go. Uh, 62 or better. That's for you. Uh, I think that's Leo. Uh, learning a lot. Awesome. Oliver, good morning. How are you? Diego, good morning. How are you? Prasanna, good morning. Be sure that the seller carry a tranche is long-term enough to get past the down cycle. Yeah. Let me be very clear there. I will not be doing anything less than a 10-year balloon. I will try for a 30-year fixed loan on the second. But in reality, given who I'm marketing to, it's not likely. I'll take 10 years. I'm not doing five. The scariest phone call I ever made was on a five-year seller finance second. It turned out to be a total nothing, but damn, I was scared. <clears throat> yep, do the work. Yeah, I've been, I've been around when sellers didn't show up. Or not sellers, sorry, lenders. Uh, what kind of tenant screening do you do with your office building? Same as residential tenants? Yeah, same deal. I'm a simple person. Um, yeah, I think the only thing we've added is it's a real estate office. So it has to be something in the real estate industry. You know, we're not going to put a nail salon or massage something or other. Or right, So it has to be kind of in that. Uh, that's kind of the that's probably a extra criteria that obviously we don't have uh, in residential. Tough market without cash. Mm, I don't agree. Well, I mean, I've been doing this forever. I think the toughest market without cash was the last two years. I think a market over the next two years where sellers get increasingly motivated to get out, you're not going to need cash. I mean, I mean, it obviously helps. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. But if you wanted an environment where maybe you could do a lease option or zero down or what, all these things, the market that's coming, again, it's not here yet, but it's coming. It's going to be an easier market to do that. Zero, I'm not a big believer in zero down this or that. But if you're going to ask me what market was better, 
the one that's coming is going to be better than the one we left. I mean, the last one was all about cash. So I don't know. And on the second note, go get some cash, <laughs> sell some stuff, cut your spending, get a second job, all things that I've done. Uh, two and a half months ago, the country had snow. Is that right? April? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like snow. Snow is cold. Uh, what is the best way to introduce yourself to an existing tenant when you buy a property with a tenant in place? Uh, Mandy, um, that is, in all fairness, uh, I always like to stay in my lane. I would uh, probably have to ask Matt, the lumberjack, or Dion because they both self-manage. I am happy to report I have never met a tenant. I don't want to meet tenants. That is why I pay. I pay a property manager six figures a month. I don't want that headache. I don't want to do any of that stuff. So. I don't, it's not where I play. So um, I don't know. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Do you, do you introduce yourself as the owner or an employee? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I, Mandy, it's probably, yeah, I'm going to stay in my lane. I don't have a great answer. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry, Mike. It was not a question. Should have rephrased into a question. Love your show. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ask the PM to do it. Yeah. I don't want to meet any of my tenants. Part of the reason folks is they're two and a half hours away. So I'm not driving out of my way to meet a tenant. Yeah. I'm um, starting to see a bunch of duplexes popping back on the market after being purchased only a few years ago, a few with lipstick updates, but most look untouched ideas on what they might be selling. Uh, well, I mean, that's your buy box. So, I mean, you, you probably have a better opinion than me. Uh, I guess a couple of things that I would try to do, right. Let's just assume, let's just assume in my market in the course of a month, 12 duplexes came on a couple of things that I would do historically. One, I would try to figure, I mean, is it the same agent? And if it's the same agent, it could be, it doesn't have to be, but could be the same seller. I guess what I need to try to figure out is do we have one seller case Cassidy, sorry, Cassidy liquidating because one seller liquidating is not a trend or did something happen in the area where duplexes are suddenly not profitable or something and like half a dozen sellers are selling. So I guess the big thing, Cassidy, just playing this out real time, I would try to figure out is it one seller liquidating, which if it happens, I don't, that's not a big deal to me. Uh, by let's actually, you know what, if there was one seller liquidating, I would try to call that agent and say, you know what, it's a headache to sell all these properties. Can I buy them all at once for a discount? I would definitely make that play. I don't know if it goes anywhere, but I'd make that play. Uh, or if it's a lot of people selling. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Uh, the big number for me though, is like, does it cash flow? You know, by the way, if you bought two years ago, you're probably sitting on 40% appreciation. Maybe you have people timing the market. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely ask some questions, but that's exactly why you have a buy box. You need to know when your buy box is just changing. Your buy, mo your buy boxes in most areas should be changing like they have never changed before. I want to say again, investors, do the work now. Your market is coming. It's not all about price. Get terms, get seller credits. Get closing cost credits, get mortgage rate buy down, 
again, like my example of the seller uh, carry I did earlier for, I forget who asked. If you are not, let me be very clear. If you are not asking for selling to play closing costs and three points of credit to buy down your rate today, you're missing out. You can give the seller their number and get like three to 6% credit. Why not? Your time is now. Be more creative. Be more creative. <clears throat> and if you're one of my students, you should watch your yield explode, right? You do a mortgage at 7% that gets bought down to six and a quarter. That's all cash flow. You get 3,000 bucks in closing cost credit that you don't have to pay explodes your yield because your denominator fell. And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, buy the course, do the work. I mean, geez. Yeah. Uh, do you see more first time home buyer programs coming before, before the November election? Uh, so let me answer in two steps. I think over the next two and a half years, yes, Nessie, I think we're going to have quite a bit of uh, home buyer uh, programs, not only new home buyer, but home like owner owner occupied programs. I do not know. There are so many things going on right now. I don't know that there's time for them to do anything. Right? It's already July, July, August, September, October. No, I don't think so. Washington moves too slow. No, I think they're giving the gas stimulus now to buy votes. Um. I think they're going to do a student loan debacle to buy votes. I think all of those things backfire on them. I think the November election is a washout. We have a complete reversal. And then, then it gets interesting for the next two years. That's what I think. Looking into a home that's on Section 8 until May of 23. So, wow, that's over almost a year. Okay. Barely cash flows now at 2% yield, conservative. Um, don't know what the question is. Is there a question? Oh, here we go. Let me go down here. Izzy, you're welcome. But, oops, sorry, where'd we go? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I hit the button and it all changed. Where are we going? There we go. Jermiel. Jer sorry. Um, I got to tell you, Jermiel, I don't do that deal. I mean, maybe that's a deal I do last year when there's no opportunity. But again, if the market's really coming to me, I don't do that. A year from now, who knows? Um, yeah, I don't I don't do bad deals, right? Average is four. This is a two for a year. I don't I don't do that deal. I don't do that deal. Not even close. I don't even know if I do that deal last year. I might do it last year. I don't do it this year. Only great deals. I wouldn't do the deal. And by the way, what I would do should mean absolutely nothing to you. It's your deal, your thing. Um, yeah. Good morning, Vatsal. How are you? Uh, yeah, installment sales are like long-term contract. Contract rules only pay taxes on cash received. Huge win from a tax perspective. Yep. 
the buy now refinance when rates go down, that's only going to work if your equity does not go down. You have to be really confident that the market's not going to lose value. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all about timing, right? The other thing you're going to have is mortgage pay down, right? I am definitely, let's be clear. I hear many people, many people saying something like, Rates don't matter today. 7% today. You'll refinance next year to 4%. I am not making that bet. As Brian says, I am not making that bet. Do you guys have any idea what happened in our economy for the Fed to cut rates that bad, that soon? Now, again, I don't see it happening. But if it happened, you know the other things going on around our economy? Not good. Now, if you buy now, cash flow now, great yield now in three, four, five, six, seven years, rates come down. I get behind that. I am not in the camp. I mean, I actually heard three or four mortgage brokers basically say, don't look at the rate today. Yeah, the rate today sucks. We're going to get you in a loan cheaper next year. That sounds A, like financial advice, not a good idea. And B, I'm not making that bet. That's a suicidal bet. That's like, that's like take negative cash, like get an alligator today and make it your pet because you can get rid of the alligator later. I'm not making that bet. I am not, but I think four, five, six years, that's reasonable, but not, to, not six months from now. I mean, gosh, there are a lot of people that think rates are coming down in six months and I don't see it. Uh, do you buy turnkey rentals or value add if you're just getting started? Which do you suggest? Uh, I wrote about this in my first book. Uh, as my first book, One Rental at a Time says, I bought fixers and it was a mistake. I did not appreciate the use of my cash. I did not yet use the yield calculation. I bought the wrong deals. Yield teaches you that sometimes turnkey is better. And when I started back in 02, it was flat out much better. Today, what do I buy? I buy fixers only. I can be picky. I can add value. I have a team. Um, but again, whatever your buy box is, do the work. If you're buying fixers, the denominator is going to include a lot of make ready. That is something I did not calculate. 20 years ago, I only calculated the down payment. How stupid is that? No, down payment, closing costs, and make ready. You got to include it all. And then let the math tell you what to do. Listings in my market are hitting 30 and 60 days. Awesome. I'm feeling good about the upcoming opportunities. How do you recommend getting beyond the listing agents to work directly with sellers? Well, if they have a listing agreement, you really can't. You really can't. Uh, I am marketing directly, as I said, I think I showed this earlier, right? This is a mailer that I'm sending out. I'm using PropStream to go to eight, go to owners that don't have it listing. If they have a listing agreement, they have an eight, they have an agreement with that seller for, for 90 days, six months, whatever it is. I, I'm spending thousands of dollars, sending thousands of mailers, hoping to get two or 3% phone calls. So uh, this is something that Jason Pritchard, who is my Sunday expert, and as I've said many times, the best investor in Fresno, he has been doing versions of mailers for four or five years, and his deal flow is awesome. 
but again, if, if, if there is a listing, you just go through the listing agent, unfortunately. So Karen, I have a video that's about 65 minute long that I think is titled buy box deep dive, or maybe it's deep dive buy box. I forget which. I did that video for my students and my students said, give it away. So we did. Uh, most importantly, that buy box is three of my students. I think there were three that gave their examples. Man, there's nothing better. Nothing better than that video. And again, it was not created for public consumption. It was created for my students with my students. And it was only my students that said, give it away. So we did. Uh, good morning. Could it be possible for your team to create a product to lease option lease? Huh? Product to lease zero services of a rent box by what? What is this? Uh, Santi, I'm not sure what that question is. Try again. I think you're asking me, can someone on my team um, do the work for you? I think you're saying, which the answer is no, because I don't have a team and you bet your ass I'm not doing that. Um, I think that's what you're asking. No, we're not going to do that because there is no we. I have, I have somebody that takes all my videos and puts them on a podcast. He knows nothing about real estate. He's just a, I don't know, video or audio file. And then I have somebody creating my thumbnails. Neither one of them are real estate people. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that's what you're asking. Yeah, look up Dion's binder method regarding tenants. Oh, beautiful. The binder strategy. I'm actually trying to get the CEO of Hemlane and... Um, Dion connected because I think the binder strategy needs to become a, a national standard. I think it's genius. You get the tenant to ask for a rent increase. How powerful is that? Oh, Cassidy. Um, It'll be interesting, right? This is back to the duplexes question I think you asked earlier. Um, I don't know that it's fair to say they have no equity. Again, I don't know anything about these deals, but in general, duplexes need, uh, again, unless it was owner-occupied, which I doubt, uh, they probably had to put 25% down. So they may not have a lot of equity, but I think they have some. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But again, if they bought two years ago, wouldn't they have not only 25% equity plus appreciation? I don't I don't know your market. Wouldn't they have a lot of equity? I mean, they could have 50% equity, right? 20% appreciation plus 25% down. It's damn near 50%. I don't know. Again, Case Cassidy, I'm sorry. I'm, I guess I'm pontificating or guessing about stuff that I just don't know. Uh, what is that? Basali? Happy Friday. What's the difference between seller financing and lease option? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of each as an investor? I can give my opinion. I don't know if this is accurate, but a seller finance deal, you are actually taking ownership. You're the owner and the seller's the bank. 
lease option is not not that you have an option to buy at some price at some future but you do not have to exercise that option you likely have an option fee so it's a completely different deal structure again that's my limited experience only from reading never done one but very different uh chief do not buy a house now just wait six months prices will go back to december of 19. yeah you, you keep cutting and pasting that into my comments all over and i think you were wrong and a hundred different ways, but Hey, if it matters, I hope prices get cut 50%. I don't see anything you said there being possible. Would you recommend a new investor does not know anything about loads, tenants, laws, but has money to start smaller buildings, 10 to 30 units. Uh, I would, you know, again, I would, I would recommend a house. Why? Again, if I was in like, let's, you know, rolled out of bed, had an equity event at a startup, I wouldn't go to a building. Even Grant Cardone started with a house. I think starting with a house is right for most people. Uh, because again, a house gives you the most options. You can get out the fastest. Um, yeah. I don't think, I don't think going to a building is the right idea. And again, I think buildings are still overpriced. So no, I don't think that's the right answer. My opinion. And by the way, when I say houses, it's four, fourplex and below. So it's residential financing. I checked Vegas listings, explosion of inventory. Yeah, we had Brian Lebo on Wednesday. Up 10% a week. Dude, that's frightening. Yep. Uh, really good pitch. Thank you. I think that was the seller financing one, I think. Uh, uh, again, I think, again, I think, you know, I, everybody's looking for an app or this or that you can do rent meter, Zillow, any of that nonsense, but again, get on the phone, go meet some people, talk to property managers, drive neighborhoods, stop looking for a shortcut, do the work, get out and meet people, talk to landlords, look at active listings. Yeah. Get, get out. I'm mean, again, I've, I'm in very clear in my first book, one rental at a time, I, I spent five years behind the computer screen. Stupid mistake. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I would be bigger today if I networked and shared my buy box and did all that stuff. Yes, I pay six figures in property management every month. Yes. Might be slightly under now, but no. What is it? No, it's a hundred grand a year. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's a hundred grand a year. My mistake. Sorry. I was talking too fast. Hundred grand, a, over a hundred grand a year. My mistake. Yeah, hundred grand a year. Mark, you are correct. Hundred grand a year. Sorry. Thank you for thank you for checking that. Yeah, that's crazy. No, over a hundred grand a year. My mistake. Watching the Thank you. I do believe there's no price drop this year. What would cause prices to actually? I mean, there's lots of things that could cause prices to drop. World War Three. On American soil, that would cause it to drop. 15% unemployment for a year, that would cause it to drop. Some national housing law that said you can only own two homes, that would crash it. We need forced sellers. Forced sellers. Right now, the Fed broke housing and nobody, very few people are forced sellers. Remember all these channels talking about 4.3 million uh properties in forbearance and that there were foreclosures coming. As I said a years ago, they were idiots. 
it didn't understand. Last month, less than 1% of transactions were distressed. We need forced sellers after forced sellers after forced sellers to cause rapid price decline. It's not here. Is there any is there any possible chance rents falling in the next two three years? Has it ever happened in the past, especially during high inflation? Well, there's a couple of things. So first and foremost, um, rents go down when people vacate cities, right? Remember Manhattan and San Francisco? Rents crashed because people left. So again, it's very regional specific. It certainly can happen. Nationally speaking, rents have never gone down, nationally speaking. But again, you invest in your city. I have never seen rents go down. I have saw six years of flat rents. Um, my worst year was 06, where we had to give um, half off deposits, first month rent, because everybody was buying. They, they, I, think rents, I think rents need to go down, but more in apartments than houses. I think one of the great surprises over the next year or two is going to be rents for single family homes keep going up. Why do I say that? Well, if you can't afford to buy a home, but you want a home for your kids and your family, there you go. You want an office, it's better in a house. You want a place for your car, better in a house. So I don't know. Is it possible? Sure. <laughs> is it likely? I don't think so. But, you know, who knows? Todd, yeah, again, I think it's happening. But again, the first couple of months are going to be very, very slow. They're they're just letting stuff roll off. And do you have any idea that the mortgage roll off is going to be so much slower than they expect? Yeah, the QT thing is going to start like a drip. I am positive at the end of the month they will be able to say the balance shrink, shrunk, but it's going to be full stop. They're going to say they're not going to say, hey, it shrunk by ten million dollars. Really? $10 million on an $8.4 billion or whatever it is? That's nothing. But I think they're going to tell us it's shrunk. But QT really doesn't pick up until September, maybe October. Okay, Chief, you just got blocked. That's the third time you've cut and paste that. So bye-bye. Hopefully I did the right one. Yep, I did. I let one go, but uh, let's see. Uh, regarding Vegas, just this morning, got an email from a commercial broker in Vegas that his exclusive marketing will fully lease single-family residential portfolio of 40 homes. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, Vegas, whoo, scary. Yes, surprise live streams are awesome. Steven uh, not feeling well. Matt's not feeling well, so yeah. Is the new home sales jump mean backlog is finishing faster? Slowdown will come faster, i.e. hours cut in construction industry? I, I, you know, I hadn't thought about it, in all honesty. Uh, the answer to that is, again, just totally off the cuff, thought about it for 15 seconds, no. I actually think it's a sign that's, that builders are discounting. I think that's what it's a sign of. You know how you move inventory at Target and Walmart? You discount. So I think builders 
went on an aggressive push, calling up everybody on their list saying, you know what? We're going to give you a little bit off the price. We're going to buy down your rate and we're going to pay all your closing costs. So no, I think it was builders, frankly, being smart. I think builders are much smarter today than 06. Much better cash flow management, much more creative. As Greg Dickerson tells us every Monday, builders were cut first. So no, I think it's actually a sign that builders are being wicked smart. And they're going to get tiny. What I mean by that is they're going to get smaller. They're going to reduce their risk profile. And they're going to maintain margins. So again, after 20 seconds of thinking, I think it's just builders being smart. Uh, so having a rental in a good school district does not create higher rent. I did not say it, it certainly gets you higher rent, but I don't think it gets you higher yield. And for me, it's not about rent, it's yield. If, for example, two exactly the same houses, in one part of town, it costs you 500 grand. In another part of town, it costs you 300 grand. In one part of town, you rent for two grand. In one part of town, you rent for 25. I don't buy on rent. I don't buy on gross rent. I buy on yield. In my experience, homes in a nice area get you a little bit more rent, but are a lot more expensive. So does a nice school district get you more rent? Yes, but it also gets you a much higher purchase price. And in my book, a lower yield. As always, your market may be different. I'm only talking about my experience in my buy box. Ah, I did not know that. What? Dion? Oh, so Dion got called a funny name by Dana? I'll ask. That's funny. Uh, once you create a buy box, how do you adjust, edit, changes, pending, contingencies? I know. I know. Rob, that's the exact idea of a buy box. You have to feel the pulse, how it's moving. I want to make a note dates. My spreadsheet in the beginning got all kinds of dates, on, off, change, price drop. The more data you capture, the more power you will have in 90 days. This is not simply on and off. Yes, add dates, adjust, comments. The more, the better. Get the feeling of the market. Yes, me too. Just scratching the surface. Creative financing is lots to go. Uh, Todd Baldwin claims he makes 100K a month. How is he able to do this with less than 10 units? Seems far-fetched. Uh, well, I don't think he claims he does it all the time. But you got to remember, Todd has multiple streams of income. He's not making 100 grand on rentals only. Uh, he is a wholesaler. He did a wholesale deal the other day that made him 100 grand. He's working on another one that make him 250. So again, uh, what I would say about Todd Baldwin is he is the ultimate hustler. He is always working, and he is giving you cumulative numbers. Good for him. That's what that's what makes the system work. M marry uh, sellers and buyers and get rewarded for it. So I think Todd is telling us that. Um, yeah, I mean, his average might be over 100K, but that's that's a full year divided by 12. So I don't know. I don't think it's as far-fetched. Um, it's not doesn't seem far-fetched to me. Yeah, I don't know. At some point, I got to just trust people to tell me. If I if I wrap myself around every angle, I yeah, it's just not worth my interest. I'm trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, Meet Kevin. I, I saw anybody watch Meet Kevin's real estate depression video that showed up on my feed this morning. Let me guess. The world's ending. Buy my course. Do my new stock or whatever he's doing. Man, I think Meet Kevin's really pushing the courses because he's got so much overhead. He's got all these employees and all this stuff. His, his YouTube income is way down. I don't know. It's kind of kind of feels like he's got a cash flow management problem. It's kind of scary. Have you ever bought or sold notes? Nope. No, I have a note. I mean, I, I uh, obviously I pay notes to sellers and I have a note on an office building that I bought and sold. But no, I'm, I'm not a note buyer or frankly, a note seller. So no information. Uh, yeah, he rents by the room. I assume we're talking about Todd Baldwin. Yeah, he buys five and six bedroom homes and rents them by the room. Yeah, he might gross a hundred grand, but <coughs> I don't think I don't think he's claiming net. <coughs> I need some water. I need more. Oh, I got coffee. Uh, Nick, I don't know. I mean, every, every, I can't, I don't know anything about a contract for deed. Every, every, every deal I've done with the seller, they're the bank and I'm the owner. I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Never used it. <clears throat> what do we got? We got a couple more minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, anti-eviction laws are a problem for sure. Yeah, if you can't, I mean, look at LA County. LA County still has the eviction moratorium until 2023. You couldn't pay me to buy a rental there with that nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I only do it, maybe I'm too simplistic. Maybe there's lots of creative ways that I don't know. I, I want straight up, I want to be the owner and I want the seller to be the bank. I think it's least risky. Uh, I have asked Greg about that. I can always do it again. Generally speaking, land's not a great investment in a recession. It comes down the first most to go forward. Um, but yeah, I could ask him. And of course, land doesn't produce income. The seller always, the seller gets the 10%. In the 50-40-10, the seller walks away with 60% of the money minus transaction fees or transaction costs. And I and they get a 40% note. Nice. Good luck. Again, Atlanta is... Um, it's in the South, obviously. That's where everybody's going, or not everybody, but it seems like the whole world's tilting that way. I don't know Atlanta at all. It seems like you guys have a crazy housing market. Probably works out. I don't know how many units you're doing. But yeah, good luck. I wish you nothing but luck. Yeah, that's true. So, so Todd Baldwin did do a business insider. I didn't read, or if I did, I think I did read it, but it's been a while. Um, 
Yeah, again, he rents. So I think it's 100K gross. Earlier when I read the question, Todd Baldwin makes 100K, my brain went to net. Now, if we're talking about a Business Insider article, I guarantee you they're talking about gross, not net. But yeah, that, and let me just second that. I've been interviewed by Business Insider and they ran through our accounting and portfolio with a fine tooth comb and it took days to go through. So yes, if it's in Business Insider, it's been financially verified. Yes, very true. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's I think it's everything. Back to Todd Baldwin. Again, I don't think it's I don't think it's important. If if he makes 60 grand versus 100 grand, is that really that much of a difference? Todd Baldwin is basically telling everybody, get off your ass, do the work, make it happen. Live below your means, house hack, get side hustles. Dude, the guy still gets paid to go to movies and restaurants. Right? He I don't I forget what that's secret shopper. He's a machine. He's a machine. That's got to be respected. Why are we? Why do we want to throw darts at people? Ah, it's annoying. All right, a couple more questions because I got to go to my nine o'clock. Awesome. Du, du, du. Let's do one more question. I heard of a forty-year mortgage for investment properties. Yes, I actually brought that. You can search my channel. Type in forty-year mortgage. Uh, Convoy Home Loans, non-QM lender, brought us 40-year mortgage. They can do 40-year mortgage straight up, fully amortized, or a 10-year IO plus a 30-year AM. Lots of options. Investors are going to win. Folks, thank you for coming to this impromptu live stream. 175 people watching, 75, 77 thumbs up. A little help there would be great. As always, like, subscribe, comment, invite others to the channel. We will keep trying to do better each day. Tomorrow, we will go live at 8 a.m. as normal. And then for my students, we will go from 9 to 10.30 for our deep dive 50, 40, 10. Have a wonderful day. Bye.